Mental health has become what some would call a second pandemic, especially in the state of Illinois. The lack of access to resources and services are especially relevant in rural areas and among low-income and underinsured individuals. This has created mental health deserts. In some cases, Illinois lawmakers say residents are expected to travel over 250 miles from their home to access resources, some even turning to out-of-state care. While demand for quality mental health care increases, the workforce is dwindling. On this edition of Capital Cast, we'll get to the root of the issue, talk to lawmakers about legislative solutions, and get a real-world perspective on the impacts of this shortage. Hello and welcome to Capital Cast, a regular podcast of Capital News Illinois. I'm Grace Barbic, one of Capital News Illinois' public affairs reporting interns from the University of Illinois Springfield. Life as we knew it paused when the COVID-19 pandemic sent the state into a lockdown. Businesses closed their doors, some never opening back up again. Families and friends were told they could no longer hug each other. Children were taken from their classrooms and plopped in front of computers for hours on end, expected to learn. Many lost their jobs. Others suffered other effects of the economic downfall, turning to extremes just to keep the lights on. And essential workers were at the front lines, many now suffering trauma from witnessing the deadly clutch that COVID has had on far too many lives. It's been recognized that we are no longer in an emergency, we're in a crisis. That's Marvin Lindsay, the CEO of the Community Behavioral Healthcare Association of Illinois, a statewide association of mental health substance abuse, and youth service providers. He was also the chairman of a task force that researched the workforce shortage and reported their findings to the General Assembly in 2019. I've been keeping a close eye on legislation concerning mental and behavioral health, and what I've found is that just like many other services in the state, mental health care has suffered from disinvestment, which has led to a workforce shortage. While the pandemic has certainly exacerbated the situation, Lindsay says he places a significant amount of blame on the two-year-long budget impasse, which occurred while Republican Bruce Rauner controlled the governor's office. Disinvestment in behavioral health care by the state over the last 10 years, part of that is funding the exceptional low rates. Also, people started leaving because they, they couldn't get paid an adequate salary. The lack of investment, Lindsay says, resulted in the state's mental health service infrastructure being destroyed. An analysis of the budget impasse by Illinois Comptroller Susanna Mendoza justifies this statement. Mendoza reports that mental health treatment was one of the many programs and institutions that suffered greatest during the impasse. One of the most detrimental cuts was to psychiatric care grants, Lindsay says. The grants aid in hiring and retaining psychiatrists and supplement the low Medicaid reimbursements in the state. Senate Bill 476, a potential solution to this problem, has stalled in committee. Sponsored by Senator Sarah Feigenholz, a Democrat from Chicago, this bill would address reimbursement rates for mental health services. Reimbursement rates are just one of the many issues with the mental health care system. Marie Krasnowski of Monroe County considers herself self-taught when it comes to navigating the complex mental health system. I was diagnosed back in 95. And I worked in corporate banking, 
and I did not know how to navigate the system, and all my friends did not have that in their background. It was very hard to find and get resources and even understand what was going on. Eventually, Krasnowski left her corporate job to work with the National Alliance on Mental Illness of Illinois on their helpline. She assists Illinois residents in getting the mental health services they need. Krasnowski said she is lucky to have good insurance that allows her to rely on out-of-state care. Living in the Metro East, she travels to St. Louis to see her doctor after learning the hard way that she was unable to get adequate care in the state. When I started getting services, doctors, psychiatrists were moving out of the county, so the demand was increasing and the doctors were left. Getting an appointment on a regular interval was extremely hard. You know, if you stay back in a month, you know, I was lucky to get back in a month and a half. And that's just because there is just so much demand. Without funding from the state, services and staff were reduced. Illinois has a 480 to 1 ratio of population to mental health professionals. This ranks Illinois 29th in the country and mental health workforce availability. This is according to Mental Health America. The Kaiser Family Foundation estimates only 23.3% of Illinoisans' mental health needs can be met with its current workforce. This means long wait times for appointments with psychiatrists, sometimes four to six months in some extreme cases. While residents without insurance understandably face more barriers, being on Medicaid also makes it especially challenging to get proper care. I was on Medicaid and locked into Illinois. You know, and having a mental illness, it would be extremely difficult because my diagnosis is bipolar. And when I get into my depressive state, reaching out is just, it's hard. You mentioned, you know, you're close to St. Louis. You're able to to turn to that urban area for, for resources. Is that what you mean? Yeah, because I have good insurance. You know, my sister, she is on, on Medicaid, and for her to, for me to help her get resources if she's in a crisis, um, my doctor's office would get me in in a couple of days because I have regular insurance, and her doctor's offices, you know, they go to the ER, which creates higher expenditures for the state. Medicaid provides a safety net for people with low income or qualifying disabilities, and a large percentage of people with Medicaid coverage experience behavioral health issues. Studies show it is often a financial burden for physicians to accept Medicaid patients, since reimbursement rates are generally lower than for other patients. This can lead to access barriers for patients with Medicaid coverage that prevent them from receiving the care they need. Krasnowski said the alternative to being sent to the emergency room in a mental health crisis would be to call a crisis team. But a lot of times, psychiatric beds are full. You know, when you're in a crisis, you need to go now. But they're on a wait list, and they're waiting. And it could be today, and it could be Monday. We don't know, you know. And so what kind of a toll does that take on, on someone when they need help and they're not able to get it at the time that they need it? Well, it's a devastating toll. It's helpless. You feel helpless. There's nowhere to turn. Sometimes you have family or loved ones. Other times you're completely alone. And you just wait. And if your symptoms are extreme because that's why you're going in for services, 
it's, it's just not a good situation to be in. With Lindsay as the lead, the Behavioral Health Workforce Education Center Task Force found that Illinois residents and mental health care providers alike were impacted by these shortages. In fact, 30.3% of Illinois' rural hospitals are in designated primary care shortage areas, and 93.7% are in designated mental health shortage areas. This is based on the task force report. People are not even able to get a staff, licensed staff, you know, LCSWs or uh, licensed clinical social workers or licensed clinical professional counselors. They haven't been able to hire those in two years. They're just not getting it down there. It has been found that nearly every population of the state has been impacted by these shortages. These include children, working adults, justice-involved populations, veterans, older adults, and those experiencing homelessness, among many others. Shortages can also be seen in every type of health care and social service setting, from residential facilities and hospitals to community-based organizations and primary care clinics. And so that's really got to be an area of focus. How do we retain people who really want to be in this system? The findings in this report led to the creation of a Behavioral Health Workforce Education Center through House Bill 158. This is the Illinois Legislative Black Caucus's Health Care Reform Bill, which was recently signed into law. The bill is sponsored by Representative Camille Lilly, a Democrat from Chicago. While this bill could help with shortage issues, the addition of a new Senate Mental and Behavioral Health Committee this session signaled that more work needs to be done. Senator Laura Fine has worked with mental health legislation throughout her career and was named the chair of this new committee. Double-edged sword when it gets to, when it comes to trying to get people to get into this field. Um, unfortunately, for social workers and other providers, these are not high-paying jobs, especially at entry level. And so, what we have to do is we have to encourage people to really um, take on these positions. Uh, and it's difficult because of the fact that, I mean, for some social workers, it's sad to say, but you're going to make more money working at Taco Bell than you're going to make um, in a position that requires a bachelor's and sometimes a master's degree. Once up and operating, the Education Center will train a diverse workforce. Uh, because when it comes to things like mental health or any health, you many people are far more comfortable uh, seeking those services from somebody who's culturally in the same arena as they are. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and so we have to encourage people from all sectors of the state to go into these fields so we can provide for our, our communities. The Education Center is modeled after an initiative in Nebraska that between 2010 and 2018 reported a nearly 17% increase in its behavioral health workforce. And although that doesn't sound like a huge amount, that is a big step in the right direction. And if we could use their model to model here in Illinois, it's not going to change the problem overnight. It's not going to solve every issue, you know, tomorrow, but it will put us on the path to solve the issue as we move forward. But as budget discussions begin, there are some doubts about securing adequate funds to get the Education Center running. Uh, this initiative will need funding, and we will be asking legislators and the governor's office uh, for that funding to help get this uh, 
operation. The reality of it is 38% or 4.9 million people uh, live in, in designated mental health shortage areas. And this is a statistic by the federal government. Of all the bad news that comes to the pandemic, there's a glimmer of hope for the state's mental health care system. Our entire lives have been moved to a virtual platform, even the more personal side of life, like going to therapy. Telehealth allowed for those dealing with mental health issues to still receive the care they needed, and Representative Deb Conroy, a Democrat from Villa Park, is looking to expand telehealth services. Lindsay said his members went from primarily face-to-face service to primarily telehealth services almost overnight because of the pandemic. They were able to do that because of the governor's emergency orders, which relaxed some of the regulations that were preventing them from providing more telehealth services. House Bill 3498 calls to make the governor's emergency telehealth orders permanent. This bill passed out of the House and is now up for consideration in the Senate. There are a number of other pieces of mental and behavioral health-specific legislation up for consideration in the 102nd General Assembly. This includes accessibility through out-of-state care and collaborative care models, among many others. But Senator Fine said investment from the state is necessary for mental health system to move forward. In my opinion, I think COVID has really highlighted the necessity to invest in the mental health care system throughout the state. And so I'm hoping as we do the, the budget for this year that mental health is on everybody's radar screen and we will be able to get increased funding um, for what is so necessary in our state. That's all for this edition of Capital Cast. Capital Cast is a production of Capital News Illinois the State House Reporting Project of the Illinois Press Foundation. Thanks for listening. I'm Grace Barbick.